Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the next generation of PKI. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Ted Shorter, he's Chief Technology Officer at Certified Security Solutions. Ted, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely, my pleasure. Ted, to start with, let's define this. What is the next generation of PKI? So that's a question we've been asked a lot this year, and, and from our perspective, we really break PKI into three different phases. Right? You, you look at the first phase being the, the early days of the internet, certificates that a small number of highly trusted issuers were creating. Companies would spend a lot of money per certificate and secure websites, you know, credit card numbers, e-business, uh, that sort of thing. Those, all those use cases still exist today, and, and there's certainly a need for widely trusted certificates. However, we've seen, you know, since then, for example, the second phase of PKI being the enterprise PKI. So organizations in the mid-2000s now needing to secure the laptops and uh, uh, user certificates, certificates did not need to be trusted across the entire uh, world, but uh, only within a given organization. But then it allowed them to get more control over the types of certificates that they issued, the content of those certificates. Uh, who they issued them to, uh, and they also got away from having to spend money on a, on a per-certificate basis. Uh, solved a lot of use cases, you know, Wi-Fi, VPN, uh, all those sorts of scenarios, but the numbers of certificates went up very rapidly, and all of a sudden, uh, the need for PKI operations, for certificate management and orchestration started to pop up. Uh, and then we move into the third phase, which is really where we're at the, the beginnings of today, which is the application of certificates and PKI to the Internet of Things. Certificates have become one of the de facto standards for providing uh, strongly authenticated device identity. But what that has done is is driven the uh, and is still privately rooted. You don't need certificates that are trusted if you're manufacturing a device. You don't need certificates that are trusted by every single computer, laptop, and phone. But you need to know that when that device is talking to you, that it is one of yours. All those sorts of scenarios are driving the certificate counts up exponentially at this point. Uh, there's projections of tens of billions uh, of certificates and IoT devices being issued, and we're certainly seeing that today. Ted, that's a great overview. If you were to break it down, what would you say are the main components of a next-gen PKI? Well, a lot of it comes down to scale. As I mentioned, PKI continues to be adopted at a more uh, rapid rate, especially in IoT scenarios. And that means that you need to be able to uh, have systems that can track, manage, issue, reissue, and, and so forth at you know the hundreds of millions or, or greater sorts of scale. So from a technical perspective, scale is a huge uh, component. The other part of that that goes hand in hand is making sure that pricing and cost models are also equally scalable and there's some level of cost certainty when deploying systems of that sort. If the certificates count uh, rise, you need to make sure that that's a part of a solution that's able to handle those uh, situations. And the other piece is automation. That is really both an enterprise and IoT capability. In the enterprise, that uh, means being able to automatically reissue certificates, update certificates, swap out routes of trust, root CAs, and so forth. Same thing in IoT. There is a trend that we've seen in IoT uh, early on where there is more of a mindset of putting a key or certificate on a device, and then that's the end of it. There is no way to update, no way to change anything out. And, and that is, in our view, a little bit short-sighted. We've seen, even in the enterprise scenarios, there's a need to be able to swap out keys, swap out crypto, and IoT devices, many of them are in the field for a very long time. We 
fully project that that need is going to exist in that use case as well. A lot of IoT devices are not able to do that sort of update capability. Uh, in our view, that is a mandate and actually really should be a component of something that a next-gen PKI should be able to handle even at that scale. Ted, you mentioned automation. Is that just about saving time? Well, that's, that's part of it. In the enterprise, it saves administrators a lot of tedious work to uh, uh, reissue and update and install certificates. But there also is, it becomes an enabler for a concept that we call crypto agility, which is knowing that algorithms do age and do need to be swapped out, the ability to update and accommodate those changes, right? We know, for example, that the algorithms and key sizes that we were using 15 years ago are not secure today. We know equally confidently that the algorithms that we're using today will not be secure in 15 years. So systems that live, live that long, and, and certainly any PKI would fall into that category, certainly IoT, but also enterprise, uh, means you need to have a full inventory of every key, every certificate that you have in your organization, uh, and have the ability to swap out those algorithms, those certificates, and even the roots of trust uh, that underpin the current systems that we use today with new ones in the event of an inevitable algorithm event or you know, some new uh, cryptographic breakthrough that's able to defeat uh, the cryptography that we have today. From our perspective, our platform actually is already built for that. We've actually done pilots in the automotive space where we've, we've demonstrated that we can actually scale to managing and doing full orchestration of certificates and routes of trust in a 500 million vehicle proof of concept. Ted, is, is quantum computing a significant reason why today's algorithms do become insecure? Well, quantum computing is certainly a, a possibility that would lead to that. Algorithms you know, have become insecure throughout cryptographic history, even without quantum computing, but quantum computing definitely could become a factor. The term has been around a, a while. There have been uh, researchers looking at quantum computing for a very long time. It essentially uses atomic principles to run computations at a, at a massive scale that, that uh, does not exist uh, today. It has been kind of a pie-in-the-sky technology that, you know, the practical uses of which seem to be extremely far off. But one of the things that's happened in the last maybe 12 to 18 months is that quantum computing appears to be on a path where, you know, it isn't a threat to current cryptography today, but that it is on a path where you can extrapolate and look ahead to where it actually will be able to defeat some of the algorithms and so forth we're using today. In particular, the asymmetric crypto algorithms that we use to sign certificates, such as the RSA algorithm or ECC. Uh, CSS has actually already been working with a company called ICERA, which is uh, based in uh, Canada, that are one of the leaders in post-quantum cryptography research. And we've actually done a joint effort with them where we've created a post-quantum resistant certificate authority that can actually issue certificates today that are resistant to quantum computers if and when those do become a threat. Uh, we actually can issue certificates today that will stand up to that challenge. Ted, what are some of the other certificate or PKI-related concerns that you see companies facing today? Well, one of the things that we see is around code signing. That's a question that we've been asked more and more often in the last couple of years. And it, you know, it started in the enterprise uh, organizations that have globally distributed development teams that are producing software and uh, scripts and so forth that need to be signed. It becomes a key management challenge because you have dev teams all over the world that need to sign code. They need access to that code at any point in time, and they need to be able to sign that code without dramatically changing their, their normal software development lifecycle practices. There are concepts such as continuous integration and so forth, where you want to do your final 
signed builds on the same server, the same code base, and so forth, as you've been doing all along through testing, those needs typically run counter to the need uh, for organizations to actually centralize control and provide oversight over code signing certificates. What we see today is a lot of organizations have code signing certificates uh, kind of strewn all throughout uh, the organization, or even worse, they don't know well, where all those uh, certificates are. We actually are creating a new solution that can actually provide centralized control and oversight and uh, management uh, with auditable oversight of the use of those uh, certificates and keys while still preserving the ability for distributed access, distributed use, and enable developers to be able to do their signed builds without changing the way that they are doing their final builds. This is a challenge that actually, you know, we've seen it starting in the enterprise, but because of new guidelines and so forth around uh, IoT security scenarios, in particular, pushing toward requiring signed firmware and being able to verify signed firmware in an IoT device. If you think about an IoT device that uh, uh, sitting out in the field, you don't want just anyone to come in there and be able to replace the firmware and uh, alter the way that that device works, especially if, the, if that device is a uh, something in a vehicle or maybe a medical device or something along those lines. Uh, you want to be able to make sure, and uh, using certificates and code signing, that the firmware that's being installed has been blessed by the, uh, the mothership, uh, so to speak, and has been signed centrally. That is a use case that's being pushed up and has been in the enterprise for a long time. What we see happening, though, is that IoT implementers are very likely on the cusp of running into the same issues in terms of widespread code signing certs and uh, lack of control and oversight in their arenas as well. And the solution will help for both of those situations. How do you respond to people that claim that PKI is an old technology? Well, I, I think to some extent it is. Right? The, the, the uh, PKI and the standards have been around for a long time. I think in our view, that's actually not a bad thing. That you know that that means that it is a mature solution, uh, something that stood the test of time, despite the fact that certain algorithms have come and gone. Uh, the technology and the the concepts behind PKI still work very well. The idea of a uh, having control over trusted credentials and being able to manage that control with the appropriate oversight uh, is something that uh, is as relevant today as it was uh, in the past. And as, as examples of that, you know, net new PKI deployments are, are being uh, created every day, and they're doing things like securing medical devices, going into vehicles for crash avoidance uh, systems, and, uh, and that sort of thing. The use cases continue to rise, and, uh, and it's certainly not going away. So I guess old maybe has a bad uh, connotation, but... Uh, uh, perhaps mature and robust uh, as a part of that is maybe a better uh, better choice of words. Ted, last question for you. Talk to me about CSS. What are you doing to help organizations adapt to next-gen PKI? Well, from our perspective, our uh, set of software and solutions uh, and managed services uh, that leverage that software are designed to be able to deliver next-gen PKI from the uh, software stacks that we have the scalable cost models that provide price certainty in those scenarios and the ability to scale to the, uh, the volume uh, that we're seeing uh, in, in the enterprise and in IoT today. And to be able to do that in with orchestration and update uh, all of these systems, uh, those are all things that we uh, are, are built to do uh, very well. We can offer that in the cloud or on-premise. Uh, we can uh, provide it uh, as a licensed solution that you use, or we can operate it as a managed service and uh, we're, we're built to solve those problems in the ways that make the most sense for our customers. Well said. Ted, thanks for your time and insight today. Absolutely. My pleasure. It's been great talking to you. 
We've been talking about next generation of PKI. I've been speaking with Ted Shorter. He's Chief Technology Officer at Certified Security Solutions. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.